This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Today is Sunday, April 18th, 2021. On this day in 2000, 47-year-old Robert Lee Yates Jr. was arrested in Spokane, Washington for killing 16-year-old Jennifer Ann Joseph. As investigators unearthed evidence, they linked Yates to the murders of 11 other women in and around Spokane and Walla Walla, leading to the nickname, the Washington Ripper. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of this killer's crimes, listener discretion is advised. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Today we're covering the arrest of decorated military veteran, doting father, silver anniversary husband, and serial killer, Robert Lee Yates Jr. Let's go back to Spokane, Washington, April 18th, 2000, just around 6.30 a.m. Robert Lee Yates Jr. was known to his neighbors as a pretty good guy. According to his father, Bobby was the type of person you would want to have as your best friend. And it wasn't just a parent's bias that led his dad to speak so highly of him. Yates' army pals said he was one heck of an instructor. Church friends believed he was a humble and devout Seventh-day Adventist. And his wife knew him to be a great father. Linda Brewer, who married Yates in 1974, understood her man could be temperamental at times, and she didn't much appreciate his hunting hobby, mainly because he rarely brought home the bag, that's what hunters call their kill, for dinner. But she did feel he was committed to their children, so she trusted him fully and loved him deeply. But when Spokane County Police pounded on her door that morning in April of 2000, she was more than a little bit shocked. It seemed her perfect husband of 26 years harbored terrible secrets. Yates was finishing his breakfast when sheriff's deputies forced their way past his wife and kids into the family's home. Officers grabbed their suspect, yanked him from the kitchen table, cuffed him, and read him his rights. Panicking, Linda begged for answers, but before she knew it, Yates was gone. Later that day, forensic experts told her they'd found her husband's prints on a plastic bag tied around the head of a murder victim. The sheriff told her he had no doubt they'd convict her man. Alone, Linda played back the two and a half decades of her marriage. Sadly, it made too much sense. Her husband, a lover of the outdoors, often went out on his own to hunt. But instead of hunting game, he evidently preyed on vulnerable women. 
On these supposed hunting trips, Yates cruised Spokane's unofficial red light district in his white Corvette. He always ended up in the same spot, East Sprague Street. On one such spree, Yates picked up a teenager named Jennifer Ann Joseph. She was a troubled 16-year-old girl fighting to navigate her parents' ugly divorce. Amidst these troubles, Jennifer quit high school her sophomore year and took to sex work to make fast money. It was a hot night in late August 1997 when Jennifer's corpse was discovered. Someone dumped her remains in a field of hay northeast of Spokane County. The other girls last saw her getting into a stranger's 1977 Corvette. But the police made no connection when they stopped Yates in his Corvette two weeks later for a traffic violation near East Sprague Street. They pulled him over for speeding just a month after that, and they still didn't link him to Jennifer's disappearance. In the meantime, Yates sold his Corvette, but throughout the rest of the 1990s, he continued to visit East Sprague Street and kept getting into close brushes with the law. In 1998, an officer pulled him over. He was with a known sex worker, a woman with recurring misdemeanors already noted in police files. It was one in the morning. He told the cop the girl was his friend's daughter and he was driving her home. The policeman let them go. Finally, in 1999, investigators called Yates in for an interview regarding a string of murders. Each victim was a former sex worker. Yates swore he never engaged the services of street workers. He also said he only owned hunting rifles. He'd never purchased a handgun. He thought he was in the clear until investigators asked for a blood sample to test his DNA. Yates refused to comply. The refusal put him on a short list of suspects. Still, it took more than two years before Spokane law enforcement had a promising lead. On April 5th, 2000, the forensics team discovered the fibers taken from a white Corvette, which matched those found on Jennifer Joseph's remains. By April 10th, a search warrant was issued for the car. When police investigated it, they found a mother-of-pearl button under the driver's seat. It matched those on Jennifer's coat, and there were traces of her blood on the upholstery and seatbelt. On April 18th, the cops had everything they needed to arrest Yates. After raiding his home, Yates's wife, Linda, told investigators she did remember one strange night when Yates failed to come home. Linda said her husband showed up early the next morning. There was blood all over his car. He told her he hit a dog on the highway. When he saw the animal was in critical condition, he drove it to the nearest veterinarian. Linda had no reason not to believe her husband. Finally, on April 19, 2000, Yates was charged with Jennifer Joseph's murder. At that point, the Spokane County Sheriff believed Yates was connected to the murders of up to 18 other women. Coming up, we'll hear how Yates led Spokane police right to one of his victims' bodies. The internet. What would we do without it? 
So much information, so little time. And yet, with all the answers available online, there still lie scores of deep, dark, spooky secrets. Mysteries yet to be solved until now. This isn't clickbait. This is our exclusive new podcast, Internet Urban Legends. I'm Loey, your evidence expert. And I'm Eleanor, the self-proclaimed skeptic. Together, we're the gruesome twosome, sleuths in search of the weirdest stories on the web. Every Tuesday, we investigate the internet's creepiest conundrums, covering each conspiracy theory and combing through every clue to separate hoax from haunt. Whether it's the video sure to make you lose your appetite, blank room soup, or every kid's worst nightmare, the terrifying truth behind Disney's deaths, or every parent's worst nightmare, social media's Momo challenge. Each episode of Internet Urban Legends is chock full of disturbing details which are either truly demented or ripe for debunking. And no matter our conclusion, we're sure to be left scared half to death. So won't you join us? Follow our new Spotify original from Parcast, Internet Urban Legends. Listen free and exclusively on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now back to the story. On April 18, 2000, Robert Lee Yates Jr. was arrested for the murder of 16-year-old Jennifer Joseph. Once arrested, forensic workers were able to take Yates's blood and run his DNA. They discovered that Yates's genetic profile matched that of sperm samples taken from eight other sex workers who were slaughtered in Spokane in the decade prior. The European media gave him the nickname the Washington Ripper. Following Yates's arrest, detectives were able to seize several of his previously owned vehicles. Among the uncovered cars was a van fitted with a platform bed in the back. When forensic workers sprayed luminol on the mattress to see if they could detect blood, the mattress lit up with evidential stains. Perhaps Yates was growing too confident or getting too lazy because he failed to cover some serious tracks. Detectives also discovered a 25 caliber bullet casing that matched the ammunition used to murder Jennifer Joseph and six other sex workers. The state charged Yates with eight counts of first-degree murder. He was suspected in the shooting deaths of up to 18 women. He was also charged with first-degree attempted murder and first-degree burglary. Finally, on October 16, 2000, Yates realized the evidence was stacked too high against him. If convicted, he would be subject to the death penalty. So he asked his lawyers to strike a plea deal. To avoid the death penalty, Yates spilled every last detail of the murders. Then investigators hit his wife, Linda, with yet another surprise. There was a dead body in her yard. Yates drew a map of the backyard for the detectives. 
After hours of digging, they came upon the remains of a 43-year-old victim, Melody Murfin. She was buried just eight inches underground, beneath Linda's favorite flower bed under the couple's bedroom window. When investigators asked Yates why he buried Murfin at his home, he said he wanted to see her every day. Linda planted her favorite perennials above the body. She had no idea she was decorating a grave. Eventually, Yates expressed remorse for the murders. In court, he said, I've taken away the love, compassion, and tenderness of your loved ones and left in that place grief and bitterness. I hope God will replace your sorrow with peace. But his remorse didn't save him. In 2002, Robert Lee Yates Jr. was convicted of his heinous crimes and sentenced to death, despite the plea bargain. But in October of 2018, the Supreme Court of Washington State ruled the death penalty infringed on their constitution. As such, all of their death row inmates had their sentences adjusted to life in prison. Robert Lee Yates Jr. was one of them. As of 2021, Yates is 68 years old and still behind bars, serving a sentence of 408 years. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more stories like this one, check out my other show, Serial Killers, on Spotify. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Katovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by John Levinson, with writing assistance by Terrell Wells and Alex Benedon, and fact-checking by Haley Milliken. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 